Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 64. feel that when we're talking about creating space in our lives and giving ourselves room for less doing and more being, which is the whole point of this podcast, um, a really, really important part of the conversation is usually missing. And that part is called is energy levels. So essentially it takes energy to both create space and maintain the space. <laughs> I do agree. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that I've been thinking about it a lot lately, it's sort of a chicken and the egg sort of situation, yes. isn't it? You know, in order to do the things that we need to do to create space, we need a bit of extra energy or we need to be able to dig mm-hmm. in and find that energy. And yeah, it's, I, I find it really interesting to, to kind of consider that which comes first question. Yes. And I think as adults, I mean, this is something just I come across a lot is people aren't doing the things just the little things each day that they can be doing to boost their energy levels. And then they get caught in this real rut of tiredness and the tighter you are, the less motivated you are to do things. And the less motivated you are, the more you start going to look for motivation to get you to do things. And then I'm kind of like, I say to people, stop looking for motivation. If you take care of your energy levels, that will take care of, the getting started bit because that's really what motivation is about. Motivation is about just getting you started. Motivation doesn't tend to keep you going, but it gets you started. But you need so much of it if your energy levels are, you know, non-existent. Exactly. And yeah, I just think it's an it's an important part. And, that, and so that's where I wanted to talk to you about today is all the different things that we can do to boost our energy levels because I do think we. We just get a bit caught up in just getting through each day and we kind of think, oh, I'm, I'm never going to sleep again, so I've given up on sleeping and I'll be able to exercise once the kids are all at school, you know, and we kind of not so much give up, but we do give up a little bit and, and assume that whatever our current situation is or whatever the current state of play is, is this is us. Mm. Have you found, is there a time in your past where like you, you kind of did let everything fall to the wayside a little bit and had to kind of get back on the wagon? Yeah, absolutely. I think when my kids were sort of, um, you know, between one and four years old, like that sort of period, all I, I really remember was, is being exhausted. I've been utterly depleted. And part of that is absolutely the fact that sleep was not coming easy and it wasn't coming in (laughs) the numbers that I needed it to be. But beyond that, there was a, a, like a cellular exhaustion to me. And I can honestly recall most of that time as sort of dragging myself through the days, even though my mental health was improving. And I know that my situation in terms of the way I was spending my days was certainly much better than it was when I was in the the worst of my depression. I still was just utterly exhausted. And I think for me, there wasn't any one big thing that, that was causing that, but it was this confluence of so many areas that I had just let slip things like sleep and nutrition and movement and like stillness and a lack of distraction and, and reading and all those things that kind of fill me up. And I'd stopped paying attention to them when the kids were little, partly because I had to, I guess, and partly because I gave up. 
I really did genuinely give up. And do you reckon half the reason you might have given up, did you just think, well, this is just normal? This is par for the course? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I also kind of bought into the story that that's what motherhood had to look like. Mm. I I had to look like heavy-duty sacrifice and giving up on everything that made a difference because I'm a mother now and that's what mothers do and it's always – you know, the mothers who have to give things up and we need to sacrifice. And sure, to a certain extent, there are things that we compromise on and that we give up on momentarily or permanently, but it didn't need to be as much of a giving up or giving away as I had imagined it needed to be. Yeah. So I do think that that is kind of the first story that people do need to get past because I do think a lot of people get caught up in that story of well this is just how life is right now Mm. everybody who is like me so you know and it doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom or a dad who is working you know long hours at the office we all have a story we can tell ourselves and it's so easy to look at the people who are around us who are our peers look at them being just as exhausted as we are and having no time to look after themselves as we are and just go well this is just life for people who are at this stage of mine and I think it's so important to push back against that and go no this is you know in the same way that we've normalized overwhelm we've kind of normalized exhaustion when Not you're only a parent that, but I think we've yeah we've made it like a badge of honor almost yes. you know, particularly yeah. when we're trying to balance work and parenting and home and friends and everything else being exhausted is somehow now a like a badge of honor, you know, how are you? Oh, I'm busy. I'm tired, you know. Whereas and you, you almost say, don't want to say that you're not busy or tired, exactly. do you? Because no, that's it. Because if you say, oh, I'm, I'm great, like I got eight hours sleep, people <laughs> You up. definitely don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, had someone said that to me like, when I was in the grip of not sleeping, I'd be just like, oh, my God, I can't even talk to you. Go away. <laughs> yes. Please walk away from me before I stab your eyes out. <laughs> I've been like I was woken up 12 times last night. It's great. There's four people in my bed. It's fantastic. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, so that's definitely the very first step that I encourage people to look at. If you are feeling completely, completely exhausted and like you'll never sleep again or, you know, like you'll never be fit and healthy again, you've got to st- to stop in the moment and go, this doesn't have to be like this. There are things that I can do. I also think it's important though to to recognize it doesn't have to be like this, but it may not be like it used to be. So, yes. you, you know, it's we don't need to give up completely or give in completely, but we can sort of look at ways of finding a middle ground. And I think that's what ended up working for me because it wasn't going to go back to what it was like pre-kids or pre, you know, giving up because – life was different you know my the constraints on my time was different my body was different my sleep was different everything was was different so I had to find what the new normal looked like Mm. but that certainly wasn't kind of just the whole giving up piece yeah definitely and I think what that is is being willing to meet yourself where you are (laughs) because I think too many of us we know where we want to be and we're just looking ahead to that. And I mean, I know I'm like that with running a lot. You know, I remember how fast I used to run. And whenever I have had to, you know, I've had a layoff from running, like, you know, when I was pregnant with the kids or when I've been injured. And I start back running and I just want to be that runner, like that one who used to run fast. And it's like, no, like you had a baby six months ago. You meet your body. Your body is where it is right now. Exactly. You go for a 
20 minute jog and you do not try to run as fast as you possibly can because that's ridiculous so yeah so I do think that that's really and that took me a really long time to work out so I hope in sharing it with our listeners that takes them a lot less time than it took me because I'm a slow learner yeah meeting yourself where you are is one of the kindest most compassionate things you can do for yourself but it's also something that it's going to ironically get you where you want to be so much faster so absolutely yeah, it's paradoxical in that regard. So then, you know, you've already mentioned the, the pillars of energy being sleep, exercise and nutrition. Mm. How do you get better sleep? When- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that was the last piece to fall into, that was the last into piece place for me. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Partly because of the kids, like both of my kids, they had trouble with sleep from when yeah. they were infants all the way through to, to kind of quite recently so that was the the last sort of the last piece of the puzzle I think for me and now I'm kind of getting between 7 and 8 hours of sleep every night mm-hmm. of course there's nights where you don't sleep as well as others but but typically I aim for 8 hours of sleep a night so knowing that I couldn't necessarily fix the issues my kids were having with sleep I just became okay with it as it was not to yeah. say we gave up again we were working with them we had all different sorts of strategies which eventually worked and now they're, they're fine. But, yeah, I just sort of relaxed into it. I'm like, well, this is a season of our kids having issues with sleep. I'm not going to stress myself out about it. What else can I do? And for me, that was things like food, water, drinking lots of water mm. was really important for me and movement. And like we were talking about a previous episode not long ago, I'm not – I used to try and convince myself that I was a gym person, yeah. but I'm not. Like I'm just not. And that in the end was actually depleting me more than filling me up or making me feel good. So I found what re-energized me, and that's things like walking, bushwalking and yoga and even things like gardening, like a lot more incidental exercise as well, yeah. but then kind of more low impact but mindful exercise, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I just think incidental exercise is so underrated, especially for busy people, and there's just so, mm-hmm. so many ways to get that. So it's as simple as, you know taking the stairs instead of the escalator and sometimes you have to seek out the stairs like it might be you know we need to design buildings better and they've shown that you know the buildings where you know you design so that the stairs are in plain view and not hidden in the stairwell and then the escalators or the elevators are hidden away and you have to go a bit of effort to find them people take the stairs but even things like, you know, I, I get good exercise, but I still, when I go to the office, I park my car, you know, I could park it closer, but I park it slightly further away. So I get like a bit of a five minute walk before I walk in. And then I get a bit of a five minute walk at the end of the day. And they're kind of just tiny little, you know, the walk into the office kind of energizes me to go, right, this is the start of the day, let's go. And then at the end of the day, it's a bit of a decompression before I get into the car. Yeah. And as you say, like just gentle walking because too, and I guess this is another mental shift people have to make too. We have associated exercise with weight loss Yes. for too long. And it's absolutely, and it's just such an important thing to dissociate the two. Like, first of all, exercise is nutrition is far more effective for weight loss than than exercise like yes exercise is necessary but use nutrition to tackle your you know if you've got a weight weight loss issues because you can't out exercise bad nutrition trust me I tried to in my triathlon days (laughs) where I would train 20 hours a week and just eat whatever I wanted 
and I and I couldn't control my weight. It was ridiculous. Mm. I wish I knew that then what I know now. It's crazy. But yeah, you can't out exercise bad nutrition. So use nutrition to give you the energy boost. But also, if you're looking to control your weight, you've got to do it through nutrition. And that releases exercise to be something that you do for your mind and yes. for your energy level. That was my biggest shift, absolutely. When I realized, when I started focusing on how exercise or movement made me feel, yes. not how it made me look, how it made me feel like physically, yes, like I started to feel stronger and more flexible and all these other great things, but but mentally how it made me feel. And then food was was like the health package, you know, for yeah. me when I refocused food to be not just fuel but also how can I improve things that was enormously important for me I can't overstate that yeah and it's and it's difficult because you know we have got the media feeding us things about the latest fad diet and things about you know what's the best exercise for fat loss and uh, we have to filter those out and push back at those and yeah so it seems counterintuitive that we would exercise to boost our energy levels, but I would challenge people to get up 15 minutes earlier, you know, just for a week. Just go, right, this week I'm going to get up 15 minutes earlier and I'm going to move my body in some kind of meaningful way for 15 minutes, whether it's I yep. go for a walk or whether I, you know, do some stretching exercises or, you know, whatever you've got at your disposal you know walk up and down stairs for 15 minutes if you've got stairs in your house whatever you do just move your body in a meaningful way and do it in the morning because that's when you're going to get the best effects for it and then just monitor how your energy levels are for that day and you'll be amazed at how just simple gentle movement is so stimulating for your mind and for your concentration and for your focus certainly when people are looking to boost their energy levels sleep is so important but as you've noted you can even get away with less sleep if your nutrition's on point and if you're getting regular movement in your day and I think that's an important point you know to understand because another easy story to tell ourselves is you know as long as I'm not getting good sleep I'm never gonna I'm never gonna be productive I'm never gonna feel good during the day I'm always gonna drag myself through the day and it doesn't have to be like that we can get by on less sleep it's not ideal but if we boost our energy levels through exercise and nutrition then we can do it for as as long as we need to so yeah yeah. and the other thing that I found with exercise and sleep was that like I absolutely fell into that trap of saying well I'm not sleeping well so I'm not going to do any anything kind of physical and once I shifted out of that and started to see the benefits of of moving it helped me to prioritize my sleep as well because I was feeling at the end of the day I felt physically spent in a really satisfying kind of way but physically tired so I would go to bed an hour earlier so I would get that extra sleep anyway and even if I was woken up by the kids or whatever I was still adding an extra hour of sleep to to my routine every night and uh, that I found was really interesting because when I'm when I when I have periods of you know maybe a week or something like that where I don't exercise as much my sleep shifts again and yes. I'm less tired at night and I'm less inclined to try and prioritize it so I'm less inclined to get eight hours sleep and that has this roll-on effect that then sees me drinking coffee in the morning mm. in order to wake up or craving you know sweet food in order to 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 kind of provide energy and it's it really is this Cycle very, very cyclical. And I think that's a really important point to make is that sleep 
disrupted sleep and I don't want to freak people out because they're like I can't sleep right now my kids are too you know they're not good sleepers but I do think we do give up on sleep we do deprioritize it and even if your kids are getting up several times a night and I've been there as you said Brooke if you're getting to bed that little bit earlier the effects are lessened but yeah heavily disrupted sleep or very poor sleep or a lot of sleep deprivation does disrupt our hormones and that's what then yeah leads us to having like we're craving this you know the food that's not nutritious we're putting a lot of caffeine and stimulants into our body to get through the day and that does have and then yeah and then we can't sleep at night because we're not physically tired and we're stimulated from all these things we've taken during the day and it, re- it really does feed on, on itself and someone, sometimes you just have to very consciously break the cycle and go, right, yeah. I need to get back into that groove. I'm doing a challenge with my blog readers at the moment, some of my blog readers called Better Than Yesterday and it's a habits challenge and so we're trying to build good habits but the very first thing that we kind of tackled was the habit of sleep because it's very easy to get in the habit of going just one more Netflix show or (laughs) I'll answer just one more email or I'll read just one more chapter. And the kind of mental shift I was trying to get people to make is not necessarily to try and achieve a certain amount of sleep per night, but more to go to bed. And at the time that gave them the best chance of getting the sleep that they needed. And that's a subtle shift to make but people have reported to me that it did has made quite a big difference. And that's what you said, like when you're physically tired, you go to bed an hour earlier just because you want to. If people kind of just make that subtle shift to go, you know what, sleep's important and it's more important than the third episode of Suits that I want to watch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> It's hard to fight it. I understand, guys. Suits is very addictive. <laughs> But it's definitely better to get sleep. And I did go through a very sleep-deprived period there for a while. Damn you, Harvey. <laughs> oh, God, he's so good. Um, <laughs> why do I love him? He's such an asshole. Like, <laughs> I have to tell you, I was talking to a friend at school the other day and she's like, oh, I just wanted to let you know that and to, to let it be. And she's like, and Kelly was just constantly talking about suits. So I started watching it and now we're hooked and we just went and bought season five. And she'll be delighted. To hear they really need to start. They should, one, they should sponsor the show. Two, they should you know, be paying some kind of commission. I've got so many people hooked on that show. Absolutely. <laughs> It's so good though. I love a convert. I love it. It's brilliant. Yes. So yes. So Netflix shows, particularly suits, are very bad for sleep, but you do need to just go, it's important to get to bed on time. I'm only going to watch one episode tonight. And that was just a subtle shift I was trying to get people to make is to resist the just one more, no matter what your just one more is at, you know, late at night resist it because it's going to be worth it in the long term. I have an alarm that goes off at Ah, quarter to nine. Because I, I now get up at 5. I used to get up at 4.30, but now I get up at 5 and it just it's, it makes a big difference to me. Like I wake up really energized, not sleepy. Yeah. It's, it's good. Like that works for me. But I think it works for me because I have this alarm that sounds at like 8.45 and it's like go to bed. If you yep. want to get eight hours sleep, you need to go to bed. And to be honest, I will go to bed and read for up to an hour, but I'm yep. in bed, I'm restful. And when I fall asleep, I'm completely wound down. Whereas if I used to kind of sit up for another hour, watch another couple of episodes or something and then go to bed, I'm either wound up and I won't be able to sleep as well. I won't get to sleep. 
Whereas this way, yeah, I'm very rested. So I'm kind of averaging about seven and a half, sometimes eight hours a night. But that alarm is so motivating, actually. It's just like a little, you know, a little reminder that, hey, you said you were going to prioritize sleep. I'm telling you to prioritize sleep. It shows me that if I go to bed, at, it's a setting on my um, iPhone. If I go to bed at nine and get up at five, I'll be getting eight hours sleep. So yeah, it's a, so it's that yeah. little bit of extra re- it's any Do whatever it takes, like any little bit extra reinforcement. Carly from my straight and, straight and curly co-host, she was telling me about this streaks app on the phone. <laughs> and I was like, I don't need a streaks app to hold me accountable to things. I can set my own habits and, you know, <laughs> hold myself accountable. Anyway, so I, I don't know why. I, I got onto the streaks app because I was testing it for my better than yesterday group. And I'm fully addicted now because I forgot that gold stars for me override everything so this every time I tick that yes I have written my you know I've free written 500 words today yes I've done my five minutes of meditation today yes I've gotten into bed at 8 30 I get to like tell the app I've done it and it gives me a star (laughs) that is perfect for you (laughs) I just can't get enough I'm trying to think of other things that I can put into the app that I can get stars (laughs) from it Kelly had a shower today. (laughs) It's so good. So whatever makes you happy or whatever will get you into bed faster. Like, you know, it got to like, you know, nine o'clock the other night or something. And I hadn't done my 500 words yet. And I hadn't done my meditation yet. And, you know, any normal person's like, well, you know, you just don't get your gold star today. But no, I'm at nine o'clock night scribbling out 500 words and then doing my meditation just because I didn't want to break my streak. <laughs> See, this is this is the difference. Like this is this is building strong habits. This is kind of habitual. Works. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yes, yeah, I agree with you. Whatever works. The other big thing that I realized a while ago was how important a good breakfast was for me. Yes, and that's such a. I know it's like a yeah, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Except for some people, it's not. But for me, I found if I had something like peanut butter on toast yeah I would have a bad day like I would have a bad emotion day right and I would get to lunch and I would have been hungry and then I'd get to three o'clock and I'd be in a bad mood or I'd be snacking or it just I would be a lot more emotionally unstable on a day that I had a crappy breakfast and if I have something like a green smoothie in winter I'm less inclined to have a green smoothie I might have porridge or I'll cook up like a big frying pan full of veggies and have that for for breakfast I'm solid all day and I will get to lunch and I'll have a good lunch and it just sets me on the right path I think to to managing my energy levels really well and yeah it was it was a big realization for me that what I put in my mouth during you know the the and it's not necessarily easy or the most fun thing to have to do to kind of prepare a breakfast in the morning if you've got other things going on but for me it it's worth it every single time it's worth it and I find that really that really really important in managing my energy levels yeah yeah physically and emotionally yeah, I spoke about this at a conference recently, actually. is it, It's difficult because, you know, the 5-2 diet is all the fad at the moment, which, you mm. know what, the 5-2 diet is a highly, highly effective diet. Fasting is something that our bodies respond very well to on, on a lot of different levels. The, the problem with fasting is that it's not very good for concentration or productivity. Mm. So, yeah. 
if you're going to have two fast days a week, you really probably need to save them for the weekend when you don't need to concentrate or be productive. But during the week, if you want to have good energy levels for your day, you do need to have breakfast, unfortunately. And as you said, like if you have a good breakfast, it kind of sets the whole day up quite well. But if you don't have a good, and and when I say good breakfast, I mean a nutrient dense breakfast. So like a green smoothie like porridge with fruit like a you know a natural yogurt and fruit like it a good breakfast has protein fat and some carbohydrates in there don't eat breakfast cereal Uh, i might do a rant about (laughs) breakfast cereal another time but just take my word for it don't eat a breakfast cereal wheat bix at best you know that's about it but even then that has quite more sugar in it than you realize breakfast cereals aren't designed to get you to lunch breakfast cereals are designed to get you to 10 o'clock going where's my morning snack that's what breakfast (laughs) cereals are for just just so people know yeah so that's it you know what you eat in the morning really does set up your whole day from an energy level point of view the other thing that people probably don't realize and although you and I do talk about a lot is the difference between introversion and extroversion and understanding Mm. your energy needs as both an introvert and an extrovert so You know, if you're an introverted person and you are working in a busy open plan office all day, when you get home, you need decompression. Like you don't, if you're getting home to then your kids and your partner are at home and they want to talk to you and want your attention, like you are not getting any chance to recharge. So you might need to go do something for an hour between leaving the office and getting home. Mm. that just allows you to recharge before that onslaught. If you're going home to a nice quiet house where, you know, your partner's also an introvert and you're both happy to just potter around and not talk to each other, that's great. But if you're not, if if you're spending your whole day talking to people and then when you get home people want to talk to you, you need to find somewhere in there where no one's talking to you. Yeah, or even kind of consider what your inputs are in the transition stage between work and home. So let's say mm. you drive to work, you've got a 20-minute drive or you're on the bus for half an hour. I know a lot of people use that time to catch up on the news or maybe email or listen to podcasts and that is all stimulation coming in. Yeah. So what I had to do is, you know, in those times where I felt myself just a little bit peopled out or a little bit overstimulated – Fight the urge to listen to podcasts, even though I love good podcasts, yeah. and listen to music instead, or just sit in silence is fine. But you know, I can understand. For me, I find listening to music really enjoyable and kind of therapeutic, yeah. and and it's sort of an escape, and it's that moment of break between stimulus of the office and then maybe full on with kids at home and and getting dinner and all that kind of stuff to just kind of. I guess really question the inputs at that time of the day, I think can help kind of maintain your energy throughout the evening. Otherwise I think it'd be really easy to kind of crash and burn or to come into home really uptight, highly strong, kind of ready to, to snap at the end of the day. So for me, another big part of managing my energy levels is switching off from being connected throughout the day and over the weekend and stuff like that. And I've stopped responding and mostly stopped answering or checking email after about five o'clock in the afternoon and on the weekends I barely check at all Mm. and my energy has improved so much because I'm actually given the opportunity to not have my head in that space because the reality is I wouldn't respond to them anyway at night and I wouldn't respond to them over the weekend so why am I checking why check them yeah (laughs) exactly the world's not going to end I'm not like I'm not the prime minister so it's going to be fine 
yeah, so for me, that that time to disconnect every day is really important as well. Do you do you do that? Do you take time offline over the weekend or overnight? Or I I try not to be on my phone after like kind of seven thirty, eight o'clock. But we're watching yeah. Breaking Bad at the moment, and I'm not into it. But I'm just kind of watching it through to just so the aunt can watch it. <laughs> So I've been bad. I've been on my phone, tinkering on my phone while he's watching it and while I'm half watching it. But yeah, as a rule, I shouldn't, I should stay off my phone after 7.30. And I actually aspire to do what you guys do. I think for a while there, or even you still do it, you take 12 hours on the weekend, like say midday Saturday to midday Sunday, a little mini digital detox. Because when Carly and I did a digital detox for our podcast, you know, about a year ago now, like... That was amazing. You know, I read books. I I just didn't like being disconnected from information. I didn't mind being off social media or, or, or away from email or anything like that. But, yeah, if I wasn't so addicted to having information at my fingertips at the first thing that pops into my head, like, you know, what is the shade of that yellow on the – what is that tree <laughs> out the front? I need to know now. If I wasn't so addicted to that, I'd be able to be off it more. But certainly, yeah, whenever you do take a bit of a digital detox or – you know, for whatever reason you can't, you know, you go away for the weekend and you're out of range. So there's no point taking your phone anywhere. You just feel so much better and lighter and it is very regenerating. And I think the other consideration, both of us are introverts, so we could talk about introvert needs forever, but extroverts too have energy needes. Um, (laughs) And and extroverts, you know, you, you know, conversely, if you're an extrovert and you are working from home all day by yourself and you've got no one to talk to and then your partner is an introvert and when they get home in the afternoon or the evening you know yeah, they don't really want to them. talk to you because they're <laughs> needing to decompress from the you know being in the office all day like you need to go and get some people time from yes. somewhere to get your energy levels up and I just yeah whenever I mention this to people and and they didn't realize how how much their energy levels were reliant on either not being around people or being around people they're like oh my god that explains so much Mm. and it's a really really big thing like you can be getting all the exercise you can be getting yeah nutrition sleep exercise all those things right but if your introvert slash extrovert energy needs aren't being met, you're going to be feeling very flat and unmotivated pretty much all the time. So that's a really, really important consideration. It is, yeah. And that took me a long time to learn and to feel okay about, like to not yeah. feel guilty, like there was something wrong with me. You know, if yes. I, and now I just say I'm like I'm a bit peopled out. You know, I just need some time where I'm not talking Talking to anyone (laughs) yeah (laughs) which you know I really did choose a very strange career path in the end (laughs) indeed and I think um only a quick couple more quick things to touch on I do think it's really important to have something in your life that makes you what I call buzzy Mm. and it's it's kind of just that thing that's just for you and it's another thing that we do tend to really deprioritize like when we're busy with our jobs or busy with kids we kind of think having this thing that makes us happy is a bit of a luxury and I'm kind of like no Mm. it's not a luxury it's something that's so so important for you know just for general happiness and contentment but it kind of it it filters through every aspect of your life and people are like oh I'm not really sure what that thing is and it's like yes you know what that thing is like you know you're just not doing it right now because you think you don't have time and I think it's important to carve out time in the day and it can be like you know 
I, I like hot showers, you know, like, yeah. and for a while there, like the, the one thing I, you know, I had hot showers and, you know, half an hour of reading before bedtime. And do you know what? Those two things at the lowest, most overwhelmed, most depressed period of my life, those two things by themselves kept me going for so much longer than I kind of, you know, I would have should have broken down much earlier. But because I had like these two little touch points in my day where, yeah, when I'm in my hot shower, like, oh, yeah, no one's talking to me and I get to just be with myself (laughs) and this is amazing. And then, yeah, every night before I went to bed, I would read and that was, you know, very much me time and this thing that I love doing, which is reading, I'm making time for it every day. And it's just amazing how even just two little touch points like that in the day can make such a difference to your whole life, like much less, yeah, carving out an hour a day to write, which is what I do now. What do you do each day that's just for you, Brooke? It used to be reading, or it still is reading. I read every day and I, I have to. Like I, I just, it is vital to me. Yeah. And when the kids were younger, it was something as simple as watering the garden. Like Ben would get home in the summer, so it was still light. He'd get home late, but he'd sit inside with the kids for half an hour. Yeah. I just watered the garden. It was, it had to be done. Yes. And I enjoyed it, you know, and it really was a just a moment of, peace for me and sometimes they'd be outside with me and sometimes not but it was just that that ritual of doing something as simple as watering the garden now it's things like if I can do yoga or I'm absolutely loving rock climbing at the moment so doing something like that really lights me up but it can also be as simple as like we said reading or watching a tv show that I really enjoy Ben and I are watching this comedy at the moment called Schitt's Creek on Netflix and it's hilarious and I love it and just something like that I mean it doesn't need to be anything And that's it. It doesn't need to be anything huge or major, does it? Like, and I think that's the other thing. It was like we kind of elevate these things and think, oh, it has to be. If I'm going to carve out time for myself, I have to make it worth it. It has to be amazing. It's like no, it just has to be something that you like. And that's so for me, as long as I have one of those things a day. So like on Mother's Day, I went off for a two-hour bushwalk by myself and I felt like I had a holiday. It was incredible. But, you know, I can't do a two-hour bushwalk every day. So what else can I do? I can do some yoga. I can spend some time in the garden. I can, you know, spend five minutes pulling weeds out, which I really genuinely love and enjoy. And it's just finding those little pockets of things that that light me up. Also having a toolkit of a few of them can be helpful because sometimes I've got five minutes, sometimes I've got an hour. What can I do with that time that's for me? And it's it's possible to find five minutes to do something like that every day. I think even if it's just having a special blend of tea that you really love and you make that for yourself before you go to bed, you know, I think they're things that, that matter too. And, and I don't know, over time, I think those sorts of things play into our self-worth and, and, you know, the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves and all that kind of stuff. So, mm, yeah, I think they're really it. important. Oh, yeah, I so agree that making the really conscious decision that, you know we are worthy of finding this time is a big big thing to to decide but also has yes such far-reaching effects yeah and then yeah and then the final thing I wanted to talk about was the people that you hang around with and this is a little it's a contentious topic and we can't always choose the people that we spend our days with but and I, I hate describing anybody as an energy vampire but really that's just the best way to describe it. There are people out there who, when you, for whatever reason, it's not that, you know, it's not like this person's an energy vampire to everybody, but to you, for whatever reason they are, 
And you Mm. just have to be, you have to give yourself permission to limit your time with that person. Like you don't owe them anything. It doesn't matter if they're a family member. It doesn't matter if it's your kid, you might need to do something. (laughs) Might need to just further work on that. But, you know, your partner. But beyond those people, you don't owe them your time. You know, you can be their friend and you can be there for them. But, you know, you certainly if it's draining to be around them, if they might be very negative or if they might be very needy and you don't have the capacity to feed those needs, give yourself permission to just step away. It's not forever, you know, it's not, it might even just be for this week or this month, but give yourself permission to not hang around with people who drain your energy. It's really... It's really that Yeah, simple. I've kind of let friendships sort of fizzle out for that reason. Not many, but I can think of a couple that I've just, they've just kind of, yeah, drifted away because I, and I, looking back at that time in my life, I was not in a position where I had a great depth of like patience or anything mm. that I could give people because I, that's just where I was at at the time. But even now I, I find that having boundaries helps me to because it's it's those two things that you mentioned like high levels of negativity or highly needy people I think are pretty exhausting for most people yeah. and if I come across someone like that and I you know I may genuinely like them but I also walk away genuinely exhausted I will just place some kind of boundary you know and if it's someone that you're working with and I just I I won't answer their phone calls on the weekend you know because yeah. that's time that I need to not need to not be in that kind of headspace or if it's a a friend who wants to catch up and have coffee every day you can maybe set aside one morning to do it after the school drop-off or something like that and really limit that and and be all in for that hour or two and then be all out for the rest of the week and and allow yourself to recover (laughs) (laughs) yeah I really like that and I and that's really what it is it it is and really this is what this whole episode is about is yeah setting boundaries around things because I do find the greatest enemy to our energy levels is a lack of boundaries you know Mm -hmm. a lack of boundaries around you know lying on the couch at night a lack of boundaries around what we eat a lack of boundaries Mm, around you know how just how we spend our day so and just putting small boundaries in place throughout the day once you start to experience the energy boost that you get from this particular thing and that particular thing that will feed like you know again don't need motivation because once you start feeling the effects of it you'll just start naturally doing the things that give you that thing more and yeah life's better with energy amen Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag Let It Be Pod. Or uh, head over to letitbe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And um, you know, we, we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.